Hello, everybody, and welcome back to episode 28 of Just the Fitness Tip with Michael Ujoa and Jason Auld, Edinburgh's number one fitness podcast. Jason, you good, mate? Yeah, I'm really good. Uh, I've just been back from Italy, and uh, one thing, one important thing I learned when I was in Italy, if you're at a wedding and it rains, no one wants you to sing Alanis Morissette. As pertinent as it is, no one wants to hear it. Do they give us a rendition now or? No, No? but also one, it's not ironic, but let's not get into that. But, you know, it's like rain on your Wednesday. It never happens, but when it does happen, people don't want you to sing it, especially (laughs) if you're at the wedding. Did you get thrown out? or No, I didn't sing it. I didn't sing it. I was singing Purple Rain, though. (laughs) No joke. Uh, It's raining men or? and uh, singing in the rain yeah, uh, but people didn't appreciate me coming up with all these rain songs <laughs> but I avoided Alanis Morissette so there you go what about you Mitch what have you been doing have you been singing any 90s classics uh, no I haven't I was at a friend's wedding as well yesterday and last weekend not the same well. one because we don't have the same friends well actually Wrestling Rick is a friend of yours Wrestling Rick is my friend um, so he was yeah you, you've never met him have you i've never met him which is okay. why i wasn't at the way you're, you're like you're internet friends we're internet fr- yeah, yeah like catfishing each other okay nice uh i don't know who's gonna win or lose out of this but there's only one way to find out <laughs> <laughs> yeah but no i've been at a couple of weddings uh, one last weekend one was actually last night as well and um yeah other than that just working same old same yeah. old Never stops, does it? Never, never stops. No, and then, um, yeah, planning some new seminar talks, which I'm always planning. I'm waiting for Lewis from Grams to uh, to step it up uh, so that I can use his cafe as a location. I've heard that he's uh, struggling a little bit because he's put his back out. Uh, does he actually? Yeah, because he does CrossFit. <laughs> so he can't... <laughs> <laughs> he's like Ledley King you know he's like, he does one training session then he has to sit out for four weeks yeah like just he can only train in the swimming pool like yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah. cool right do you want some coffee man I'd love some I thought you'd never ask <laughs> so we, we delayed the start of this episode um, whilst we were having a bit of a chat and I was a bit worried the coffee's going to get cold so if it's freezing cold I apologise Mitch does this thing where he complains about something where we'll be like oh, the, right we better get started the, the coffee's getting cold anyway what are we going to talk about? Like, well, just pour the coffee then. We can add the side effects in after. No, no, no. There we go. No, I, do you know what? Actually, I need to bring this up. So I had a message from um, one of my online PT clients. Um, and you know how we say that... What's that? She's, she's just posted a wrestling picture. No, I sent that to her. It's fine. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. It's a gif. It's a Have you been gift. using wrestling gifs yeah, without always. me? Yeah, I actually used one of The Rock this morning as well. So That's the... Bloody Gallows and Anderson. That's quite a niche reference. I don't know who they are, if I'm oh, honest. Yeah. Oh, I do anyway. So, shout out Wrestling Rex. So this is a client of mine called Elaine. Um, shout out to Elaine. And she was saying, however, that she loves the coffee noise. You know how we were saying <laughs> no one has said that they like the coffee noise other than us? She really enjoys it. I feel we should have milked it a bit more because of her saying that. Pun intended. Yeah, literally. Uh, only soy milk for me because I can't do dairy. Ooh. You know what, Elaine? This is for you. that was disgusting uh so yeah she she said that being able to hear the space is really important in sound recording as it adds atmospheric context Uh, and we should maybe think about maybe adding in a ticking clock or mic up the dog and the plants and see what happens a ticking clock yeah like countdown maybe yeah we could have a little countdown round at the end of every episode we could are you any good at it no okay 
Well, no. <laughs> right. Go back to the drawing board with that one. Mm-hmm. We'll run with it. So this week is, um, I thought that we would just have a little bit of a chat about the fitness industry in general. So clearly we both work in the fitness industry. <laughs> it's what we do uh, for the day job. Uh, we chat about it on our podcast every week. And yeah, like we love the fitness industry. It definitely has its... Um, it's great points, but it also has a very frustrating uh, side to it that um, can, if anything, put people off fitness. So I thought that we could just discuss a few topics around the fitness industry and see if we could clear up any gray areas for people and just see what happens. I'm going to be controversial to start here. Yeah. I don't know if I do love the fitness industry. Ooh, do you not? No. Why not? Well, I think that's what the episode's about, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah. So is there like one thing that you really hate about it or is it kind of a... No, I mean, without sounding like Karl Marx here, it's more the kind of commercialization of the fitness industry. This idea that, uh, and we may touch on it with our big bullet points, but this idea of, and I guess it's the same with anything that becomes uh, monetized or people trying to make a business out of something. Um, You end up getting a lot of charlatans you end up getting a lot of gatekeepers and you end up getting a lot of uh, hoops to jump through in order to qualify for x y or z and i think it it means that people have to qualify or um occupy a certain space or something like that in order to feel like they are fit i'm thinking about it more from the point of view of the consumer as opposed to the professional um although you know i'm sure there's a million other complaints we could talk about from the professional aspect um and that's not to say obviously people are thinking now well jason's just killed his customer base (laughs) that's not to say that you can't um that 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 there doesn't have to be a fitness industry or Mm -hmm. that a fitness industry can't be helpful but i think in its current state um as a lot of things are you know not to get into an argument about the nhs but here i go um whenever you put profit uh, at the head of your goals you inevitably diminish your ability to primarily help people Mm -hmm. and i think there is that issue in the fitness industry where some people are just in it for the get rich quick schemes um and they take advantage of people who want quick results Mm -hmm. you know it's it's two ends of the scale people want the magic pill and people want to sell the magic pill it it has just like come this crazy like monetized machine hasn't it where it's the bigger it's got the further it's got away from the reason that it's there which is actually just to help people and and help people to live a longer hopefully and more active lifestyle Um, and then I think as soon as you get these kind of supplement companies celebrities getting involved um it's so many different factors that we'll talk about in this episode it just becomes a really unhealthy thing that i think actually just brings people down and stops them wanting to exercise and be a part of it yeah exactly i think i don't i don't think that there's any innate reason why people should dislike exercise and dislike eating well mm-hmm. but consequently the emotional reframing or shall we say the emotional rewiring of how people experience exercise and uh, nutrition has meant that people do feel bad about it. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I mean, I don't want to get 
into my amateur psychologist chair. I think you should go for it. Well, okay, I'm sat in it already. <laughs> but yeah, it is this idea. I mean, if you go back, I mean, I don't really remember what it was like when we lived in the caves because mm-hmm. it wasn't alive. But you, there must have been a point. You can't imagine that there was people then going, oh, you're fat. I've got abs. What have you been doing wrong? What's wrong with you that yeah. means that you're not like me? There must have been a point. And I think it probably came in the last century when, again, going back to this term commercialization, when food became a commercial thing, industrialization, when food became a commercial thing, um, when all of a sudden something as simple as running became something worth writing a magazine about or something worth selling a particular pair of shoes for or a vest or Vaseline. Because I know you like to rub Vaseline <laughs> on your nipples. That's something that runners do. Not just yeah. Mitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? So all of these things, as opposed to going, well, you know what? We used to just run about, and we used to run functionally and for a reason. But now you have to have all the information. You have to have a specific pair of shoes. You have to have those stupid treadmills. Don't get me wrong. I don't, I'm not saying I don't <laughs> like those stupid treadmills. I like the hamster wheel ones. Yeah, yeah but yeah, the yeah. point I'm making is that like this idea that all of a sudden we've just invented the perfect running machine. It is. It's funny you say that. So I, I get this question a lot um, through Instagram and, and people will message me going, I want to get into running. What do I do? <laughs> yeah. I don't want to oversimplify it, but just go and run. Yeah. Like, I think people are trying to overcomplicate it, but by overcomplicating it, there is now these multi-million pound companies that are profiting off our kind of ignorance when there doesn't need to be any ignorance because it's just been made massively overcomplicated. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. So one thing that we kind of want to talk about, I don't think we could do this conversation without talking about celebrities and kind of celebrity culture within the fitness industry. And this is one thing that kind of really winds me up when it comes to anything like nutrition or training focused whereas just because someone has a massive following just because someone's kind of considered celebrity um it means that they seem to have a stronger sense of I don't know what's the best way to put this people think that their opinion is right just because they have a bigger following rather than um listening to someone who might have a smaller following but actually knows what they're talking about um, and I guess you could see this from any person that comes out of Love Island or Big Brother or whatever other TV programs are on at the moment. I know you watch a bit more reality TV than me, like Lisa no, Women. And... <laughs> no, this is what I hear about the fitness industry. <laughs> Michael, you do a perpetuating line. Yeah. So, yeah, that is one thing that really frustrates me. So, yeah, you will have these celebrities preaching messages to their followers because their followers are, don't use the word ignorant, but they just don't really know much about a topic and will easily fall for it. Um, And then you have these kind of smaller influencers with like a few thousand followers that are preaching a really positive message, but it's just not getting out there. Well, I would, you know what? I would argue that that's not necessarily to do with whether someone has a big following or not. Mm -hmm. That I think the fact that they have a big following means that their message goes further and wider. So, mm-hmm. you know, if I, like me, for example, I've got a lot of fantastic content, but if nobody ever sees it, mm-hmm. then how can I expect people, I can't really complain mm-hmm. that someone who has a million followers uh, gets more attention because it's just yeah. kind of, it's just the way it is. Um, I do think if I was to uh, fall on that side of what you said there, 
I think that there should be more responsibility mm -hmm. from people who have a wider audience um, to not necessarily perpetuate positive information mm -hmm. because that's totally up to you. If you want to be a negative person, uh, I would encourage you not to be, but I also you know, reserve the right for you to, to spout negativity. But I would say you need to be transparent with it. Like, So I think the big thing is, if we go back to this Love Island thing, you see a guy who's got abs, he's got massive arms. You think, what is he doing? Yeah. Right, go on his Instagram. He's got Boombod Black because obviously he can't use the pink when box. you're a man, yeah. you can't use a pink box. Um, so you think, well, that is why he's mm -hmm. shredded. And obviously that might not even be 1%. In fact, I'm going to go out on a limb and say he's probably never even had it. <laughs> yeah. But if they had a bit of transparency and said, look, I look this way because I do this – and even if it's not a healthy lifestyle, mm -hmm. you can at least say to yourself, right, this person does this. And so if I do that, you know, to some degree, mm -hmm. I might get the same results. It's when people, celebrities in particular, but I guess also yeah. influencers. Just promote stuff that they've never used before. Yeah, probably. or even just don't, <clears throat> don't give people the full story. A big one that we always talk about is the use of steroids, mm -hmm. which is literally, if you do not use steroids, that body is unattainable. You yeah. can't compare yourself to someone who's boosting their testosterone or in injecting HGH or what have you, or just putting a, a chemical that is not endogenous to their body into their body. It's just impossible. It's the same way as going, oh, that guy's six foot five and it's because he drinks boom bod. Okay, well, I'm five <laughs> foot five. I'll just go around to Honda Barrett right now. But people don't look at it that way necessarily. Um, and I think a big part of that is you know, the rise in action movies, superhero movies where people get jacked in six months and completely transform their body shape, um, which I think is a different issue from athletic use of steroids. But it all ends up in the same way, which is consumers and Joe Public who want to achieve a goal. They think yeah. that they can achieve a goal without those things. Because like I, I don't know. think people quite understand. I don't think the general public quite understand how rife steroids are oh absolutely not no yeah i think it is it is rather terrifying when because well there's no stats for it because i think people just won't like to admit to the fact that they are taking them but i think the stat the kind of the stats of how many people are taking them now is worrying like i be, would be very surprised if people listening to this the gym they go to doesn't contain gym goers who take steroids yeah i'd be very very surprised i'm not i'm not adverse to the idea of taking steroids mm -hmm. um as a blanket ban type thing. But I would say it's the same with any kind of medication. It's the transparency though, I think that's the Well, yeah, there's that too. There's that too. But there's also this idea of like, you wouldn't just find some medication off a guy in the gym and then just take it without reading how much you're supposed to take or whatever. Yeah. And I think that's it. Like you, you're getting these things off of people who don't necessarily know their effects other than anecdotally. Mm -hmm. um, you are not probably not even asking them because you see the vein throbbing in the back of their bald head next to their tattoo of their mum. Yeah. Um, and uh, nothing against mum tattoos. And, um, and then you're probably also doing, which is really, really common, taking something, getting a result, and then thinking that by increasing that usage, you're going to get that exponential results. And that's obviously not the case as well. There's obviously a huge amount of dangers that come when you take too much of whatever that uh, performance enhancing drug might be. So, yeah, I think, yeah, but for me, the big thing is without going into the weeds about steroids, 
the big thing is tra- the transparency from celebrities and it, it that covers a whole field of things which is them promoting products they don't use promoting products that they don't know how to work anyway mm-hmm. promoting products that are fake or fraudulent but also just not promoting how they actually get the body shape mm-hmm. that they that they have um so things like you know obviously a few years ago Beyonce was talking about drinking these like maple syrup shakes or something. The maple syrup diet, wasn't it? Yeah, and yeah. you're just like, all that is is just not consuming food. Like, <laughs> yeah, do you know what I mean? There's nothing yeah. special about mm-hmm. that, and and so all they need to come out and go is, hey guys, I lost ten pounds by not consuming calories, mm-hmm. and but they won't do that because they want to sell you maple syrup for some reason. The evil overlords yeah. in Canada. <laughs> has to be Canadian maple syrup, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Where else can you get it? Yeah, I don't think you can. Anywhere else, I no. think. Super expensive, just yeah, because it's, it's really hard to mine. It is good. That's probably not the word. <laughs> I want to go to a maple syrup mine. Where are these Source. Places? Yeah, I'm going to be controversial here and say I don't really like the general kind of steroidy muscular look. I actually really don't like it. But do you not also think that there's a bit of a myth there that, like, there is a general steroidy look? Like, for example... Um, cyclists use performance enhancing drugs and although they don't necessarily yeah. always use testosterone uh obviously a big one is the epo um they don't look like they use steroids yeah. and i've heard a lot of people dorian yates who is one of the greatest bodybuilders of all time talking about um athletes who don't look muscular mm-hmm. but they're still using performance enhancing yeah. drugs. No, I'm thinking of more of like kind of pure bodybuilding, yeah, nah. just lifting steroids to make yourself massive. Well, they look, think, they yeah, don't look real. I know we've chatted about this before in the past, haven't we? But like, I think the only people that find that um, kind of impressive is other bodybuilders and other people that are just aspiring to that physique. Yeah. Um, I would much rather kind of work my ass off. I know it takes many, many more years and this is why people cut corners. But I'd much rather kind of put in the work and build a natural looking physique because I just think it looks so much better. Yeah, I think so, largely. But then look at someone like, I don't know. I don't want to call anyone out for using steroids. <laughs> the I rock, don't, go with that. That's pretty uh, The pretty rock's sick. pretty, like, swole, though. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think, is. I don't know if I would choose to be that swole. No. But, like, uh, someone like, I, this is a big one that I assume, and I obviously have no evidence for this other than, what what people call the smell test which is if it <laughs> if it doesn't look right it probably isn't um chris hemsworth the guy that plays mm-hmm. thor he if you look at pictures of him when he was younger was incredibly skinny now he's a big guy and he's got a big frame so it's not entirely impossible that he could put like huge amounts of muscle on but it was the, even the amount of time that his trainer and himself were bragging about Basically, something like six months, he put on allegedly 40 pounds of muscle. Now, people don't put 40 pounds of muscle on their whole lives, you know, <laughs> and yet this guy managed it in six months. I mean, that's an awful lot of this, steak. Yeah, but no, this <laughs> is a lot of steak. But this kind of comes back because he's now selling these online training plans, isn't he? Mm. Saying, like, I've consulted with my dietitian, with yeah. my trainer, and and then he's selling this plan, asking people, well, telling people, like, you can attain this physique if you put the work in, when chances are most people really can't without going down the steroid route. And it's just one of the biggest issues with the fitness industry is this kind of random, not even random, like, this chasing an unattainable physique that is just never going to be yeah, achieved. totally. Um, and it's only just going to leave people frustrated because they've been training for maybe a few years not getting the results and then they end up asking the dodgy guy down the gym for some steroids and doing themselves some damage 
They're not always dodgy guys. Mm, Sometimes they're dodgy they? women. That is true. Yeah, that was very equal opportunities in the steroid game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so steroids is a funny one, isn't it? We, should, we I think we should try and find a specialist to come in and chat to. I wonder what you're going to say there. <laughs> Let's try him. My eyes lit up. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I think we should try some steroids. <laughs> you did look really excited. You know what? Once upon a time, I, I, I probably would have if they were accessible. Yeah, and I know they probably are quite accessible. But I guess it's like illegal drugs, isn't it? Where it's kind of like, yeah, of course, you could get illegal drugs if you really tried. No comment. Um, but it's also not something that you can pick up in GNC. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, who knows? But then I did take a supplement with meth in it. Yeah, unintentionally, kind of. Well, yeah, it definitely was unintentional. It just got now good, you just take it on purpose. Just got good results. Yeah, yeah now I just take <laughs> meth. That's how I got hooked on meth. Yeah. Supplements. Yeah, so I know one other thing that we wanted to to talk about on this episode was um, kind of cross-contamination of information as well. So how you kind of have these different groups with authority figures that are preaching that their approach is right, but then you have another group preaching that another approach is right. I actually posted something, I'm going to get my phone up wherever it is, um, a tweet that I saw this morning. So I'm not sure if anyone um, listening is aware that there's people now are promoting the carnivore diet. Um, and it's pretty much eating only meat. Well, you know, a big proponent of that is Jordan Peterson. I don't know if you oh, know. Oh, is it really? Um, okay. So he, in fairness, it's not necessarily like a performance thing on his behalf, but he said, allegedly, so his daughter had something like epilepsy, mm-hmm. and he said that she went on the carnivore diet and it like massively cleared well, the, yeah, up. yeah, the like, keto diet is known for being really good for epilepsy. It's okay. one of the things that it's, it's known to but so he So he did carnivore diet as well, and he, he, he lost like a huge amount of weight. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, you could argue that perhaps he was eating less food based on, because there's only so much steak you can eat in a day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've heard lots of anecdotal evidence about the carnivore diet too, but I'll let you read your tweet. Yeah, it's great. Well, it's just, it's one of those, isn't it, where people, it just kind of gathers momentum and then people take it to the extreme. So there was a tweet from the, uh, uh, the handle on Twitter is Keto Aurelius. Um, and the tweet read... I wonder where he's going to fall on this. <laughs> no. So it's time to stop ignoring this. Plant toxins cause almost all the health issues we see today. This study... He linked to a study underneath. Uh, shows that lectins immediately cause mice to be depressed. Uh, we were not made to eat plant foods. Wake up. Yeah. Wow. I mean, uh, you can understand. And, and I'll, I'll put myself like, just because I work in the fitness industry doesn't necessarily, like, I don't have the same amount of knowledge about nutrition as you do. A lot of my nutritional information is based on experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, and obviously, you know, platforms which deliver information but also um you (laughs) so i yeah so i'm not so i i I would definitely group myself in with the general public here and i think it's really easy to find yourself on a bandwagon yeah because you've read something by someone who seems entirely convincing and by that i don't mean that they're necessarily lying you know they may Mm -hmm. genuinely believe what they're saying they may genuinely have some form of evidence or Mm -hmm. some studies which show some results but you can then find someone who you think is equally reliable, equally authentic, and has equally similar um, evidence that says a complete opposite thing. Mm-hmm. And a bit, that's a big thing for me, and, and we've spoken about this before as well, is like protein consumption. Mm-hmm. So when you take your protein, 
are some proteins better than others? How much protein you need? Mm -hmm. Like we, we've touched on a few times that the 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 government uh, guidelines mm -hmm. for the amount of protein is probably lower than what most people require, yeah. which is crazy because you could just you you remember the public, the government are telling you people who have no agenda whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Well, <laughs> in in this situation, um, and that's not necessarily the right information either. Mm -hmm. So. It is really difficult for people, you know. I'm sure. I'm. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. Like when the, the keto diet stuff first came out, I was really interested to see yeah. the info about it. Um, and then same with paleo when paleo was a thing. Um, so and I think also I think in all honesty, I think the carnivore diet has come out as a reaction against veganism. I really do yeah, yeah, because same. vegans have been so militant for so long, and obviously not all of you guys, but a lot of you guys. I've been so militant for so long that if someone can find a study that shows uh, someone eating just meat it has a, a, you know, a positive effect on their health, they're obviously going to perpetuate yeah. that and throw it out there and, and stick in your face and go na 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 na, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You might be right there in regards to kind of like anti-vegan. They've just gone full swing the other way and gone, do you know what? I'm yeah. just going to eat meat. And apparently because mice are not walking around depressed eating cheese, this is a good reason to cut plants well i'm really happy about that i'm happy that the mice are getting better especially with brexit because that's <laughs> that's yeah. something we could all be upset about have you so. seen there's a there's a twitter page called in mice just in mice or something it's called and it's basically sounds a bit dubious it's actually really good so it's basically a twitter page of uh anytime a new piece of research comes out in the news uh saying that there's some health claim if it's the study is only done in mice. It just re literally replies saying only in mice. It's really good. All oh, right. Yeah, it's just cutting the bullshit on a lot of um, a lot of studies out there. Yeah, I think like my my rule of thumb here is if I see, and obviously this isn't necessarily the best way of doing things, <laughs> but if I see multiple sources, like I try and look for multiple sources. I know a lot of people will say like. Um, look for reputable sources mm -hmm. and i think that is really important because we've all done it not necessarily in the fitness industry but you'll see an article online mm -hmm. you'll read it and you don't even really uh take in where it's from mm -hmm. you know so it could in this day and age anyone can write a blog post yeah. it could be cited by a newspaper yeah and all of a sudden it becomes gospel so for me a big thing is multiple sources and that doesn't mean three or four newspapers sourcing the same source yeah. that is in like three, four independent sources, but also things that have been tried and tested over a long period of time. And that, in all honesty, as inconvenient as it is, generally means a lifetime. So if there's things you can look back on and say, right, in the, in the last 70 years, we've seen these things have had an effect on people's lives. And it's difficult now because obviously with, um, you know, ready meals and, and prepackaged things and supplements that haven't been around that long mm -hmm. it's hard to say what the effects are um but you just i think you just need to be careful you have yeah, to like, i don't think there's anything wrong with like having a camp that you fall in that's absolutely fine because i think as with everything nutrition as we always say like will it work for me it depends is usually the answer yeah. like every diet will work for different people um so someone who's epileptic might do really well, obviously on the keto diet, it might help with their condition. Uh, someone might really get on well with a vegan diet and that's what helps them to thrive and feel really good. I think the problem with these camps is they're trying to broad stroke a diet approach for everyone to do. 
And it's just never going to work like that, unfortunately. And you have people that, I'm trying to think, what's his name? Tim Tim Noakes. He's like one of the leaders of the kind of, uh, is he, yeah, ketogenic diet. So no carbohydrate. Um, and he's just, he they're so biased towards research that gives their diet uh, a positive, or puts their diet in a positive light that they will completely discredit any studies that come out saying that they're wrong. Um, so I don't think there's anything wrong with falling in a camp and saying, this is the way that I like to eat. This is how it can help you. But then if you're going to completely disregard research that proves you wrong, um, then that's when you just become a bit of a laughing stock. Yeah, I think tribalism is such a big part of our society that it can sometimes, you can find yourself in, a, in an echo chamber, can't you? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's one of the things with veganism as well. Like like with the keto camp, with the vegan camp is um, people want this to be the best way to eat so badly that they will just use any data or any information to, to strengthen their point when sometimes it actually doesn't strengthen their point in any way. Yeah, I think there's an element of scepticism, isn't there, that we have to have. It reminds me of David Hume, the famous Scottish philosopher, who basically said, there's no, we talk about the difference between correlation and causation. Mm -hmm. So there's no way we can know that the sun will rise tomorrow, mm -hmm. but we can't live our lives without expecting it to. Yeah. And there's a certain amount of scepticism you have to say, right, well, look, you know, it, is reality real? No, we can't prove that necessarily, but we have to get up in the morning thinking that it is. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. So this is why, like, when I follow people on social media, if if they're not open to being wrong um, and open to being criticised constructively, not just, like, slating them because they've got, they've got a stupid haircut or something. Do you get that a lot? Then, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, then, then I'm kind of open to... Then I like following those people, which is why the people that I follow on social media is quite a, a small number of folk um, professionally, just because I can't get on board with people that aren't open to change mm -hmm. uh, so tim noakes is kind of one of the key ones he's someone i get asked about quite a lot actually um i never get asked about him do you know no you should follow him on social media he's hilarious he actually conducted some research um into strengthening his argument for the keto diet and that the research actually proved himself wrong but he obviously didn't publish it oh no no he kept very <laughs> quiet about it um so yeah find a camp find a camp by all means but be open to the fact that that camp could be completely wrong in the future you know what I hate about the fitness industry? Me. No, not at all. Good, thanks. Do you think I'd be here every week? I see you more <laughs> than I see my wife. I to give you coffee. Well, yes. Um, no, not you. <laughs> but something similar. Mm -hmm. Social media influencers, Mitch. Oh, right? these guys. And in particular, I'm sure you'll have something to say about this, but this is the one thing that grinds my gears by it, right? I think I know what's coming. No, I don't think oh, you do. Okay. No, no. Um, People who copy other people's posts, right? Because they're obviously popular. Yes. Like that really annoys me. Like, and I see it all the time where like you'll see it on it. And I guess this goes back to the audience reach again. Mm -hmm. You'll see a big account post something and then you'll see someone smaller post something very, very similar mm -hmm. that really looks like a copy and paste job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they just try and pass it off as their own stuff. And uh, although I guess to some degree it's not a, a systemic problem that affects consumers unless obviously the information is incorrect mm -hmm. but i think looking at it from the professional's point of view it's really really difficult these days to produce content that is entirely your own now that you own completely that other professionals can't just pinch mm -hmm. 
yeah, completely agree. Like, I think it's fine to be influenced, excuse the pun, um, by these kind of bigger accounts um, to help you create content. Like, there's nothing wrong with that at all. But yeah, you do see it a lot. I actually see a lot of kind of stories and posts I've done in the past, other trainers in Edinburgh, like doing pretty much the exact same thing. I'm not going to name and shame anybody, but I have seen stuff I, that you... looks like, <laughs> it looks like your post. Yeah. And I'll be like, wait a minute. Yeah. And and don't get me wrong, as you say, inspiration, absolutely. Yeah. And I think you need to look for inspiration wherever you can. But I think what you have to do is, there's a famous Bruce Lee quote that I love. It goes, um, take what is useful, remove what is useless, add what is uniquely your own. And I think, I love that. yeah, and I think because his philosophy of martial arts was that he learned a ton of martial arts. All of them had problems. All of them had positives. So what he said was, is you have to have a, a style without style and you have to have your own unique way of doing things. So I think there's nothing wrong with me going, ah, oh, that thing that Mitch spoke about, these points that he brought up, brilliant. My followers would love to hear that. I'll produce my own version of it. Because obviously our approach is completely different. Our yeah. style is completely different. But when someone just tries to be you, I think is it's not doing them any favors really because they're not creating anything that is uniquely theirs. Mm-hmm. They're not building up any kind of brand or even or even any yeah. developing any of their own skills. Um, but like I'm not going to follow you and that person. You know, I'm going to follow yeah. you. So I think. It, it, it does annoy me it annoys me more obviously i don't see a lot of people copying my stuff <laughs> I don't know, there's all these unicyclers around edinburgh for, yeah for whatever reason <laughs> um but you know what right i don't want to get sidetracked everyone keeps sending me that stupid video of that kid on the unicycle chucking the balls on his head i've not seen it oh mate i've been tagging it 400 <laughs> times i get tagged in avocados every single yeah, day i've seen that it's yeah really frustrating but um yeah i would just say to those people like look i understand if you're like earlier on in your journey and you maybe aren't uh haven't developed your own voice or your own brand and as you say like you're looking for inspiration and, and it's great to look at people who are successful and try and see a template or a blueprint in the stuff that they do but i think you have to um carve out your own personality you have to carve out your own style of content and create a unique brand because at the end of the day look the fitness industry i always say this simple straightforward mm-hmm what is unique and what people are going to buy into is how you deliver that information. So it can't be, you can't be Michael Ujoa Jr. You can keep that name if you want to call your son that just as long as you call them the middle name. Jason. Tip. Okay. <laughs> Tippy. Yeah, Tippy. So uh, there's a lot of people like James Smith, for example, is like one of the, the names of last year that kind of exploded. And you see so many trainers now just copying his approach yeah. of just being really aggressive, shouting about a topic because they think that shouting and swearing makes them have more authority. Um, and yeah, put your own stamp on it. There's no need to copy. And people always copy that guy who does the calorie versus calorie. You know the pictures. Oh, we'll yeah, have two yeah. different food groups. I, his account is great. And obviously... His th- his content is, dare I say, generic enough that you can copy it quite easily yeah. because all it, all he's doing is is actually just putting information. There's no real kind of um, character. It's not a criticism of what he does, but there's no like unique character that he can add to that. Like, he doesn't even post pictures of himself or anything like that. So it is easy to replicate his stuff, and I see it all the time. And I just think his account is so popular now. Um, I, I I would I'd love to mention who it is, but I can't remember what it is. I, I can't remember his name either. Um, I think it might be something like the fitness chef or something. Yeah, I think it might be that. But yeah. I actually had a really good one a few months ago. It's really funny. So I I made like a little infographic. It wasn't even that good. It was an okay infographic, and um, 
a few days later, another PT posted my infographic on their page without giving me credit. And I messaged them being like, oh, thanks for using my infographic. It would just be really nice if you credited me for it. And they replied back, like questioning whether I'd actually made it. When you could see their image had been cropped and they'd cut off where my name was. Uh, yeah. Well, there you go. That's... They're not PTing anymore. Well, that, that's, <laughs> that's the problem, isn't it? Yeah. Like, it's just, um, and I guess it's a problem across social media in general, isn't it? Like there's, there's accounts that are purely dedicated to just reconstituting other people's content. And I think there's a difference between curation and, and creation. Yeah. But I think if you are, and there's nothing wrong with that either. If you are an account that is just um, showing other people's work, great, credit them. And, and yeah, I'm sure you like, can get a great exactly following that. off as it. As long but, as you give someone credit for the work yeah. as well, then I'm all for that. There's totally. For so that. I think there's a big thing there. And I, you know what? I think, I think it's because... You know, once upon a time, all the fitness industry was was people with knowledge. And now because uh, because of social media, you do have to be a personality and you do have to package and deliver your information in a unique and exciting way. Mm-hmm. And people who get into fitness aren't necessarily like balls of charisma. Mm-hmm. Not all of us are. Um, some, But we are right here at the fitness tip, obviously. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I see it all the time in gyms as well. Like people just aren't people people you know they're not people trainers they're not good at communicating with people but they're really good at what they do and they're really knowledgeable and but you know at the end of the day um you need to kind of be a a a jack of all trades in the fitness industry now especially if you're going to try and uh, get a lot of your customers from social media it's true you do i think like pt courses need to catch up with that i think like all that i do in a day of my work is obviously coaching people writing programs up um, helping people with nutrition but then I'm also doing website design bookkeeping um, using photoshop final cut pro for video editing you have to understand how social media works and the best way to get to like make the most out of social media and yeah there's so many different caveats to what a PT has to do nowadays that we're entrepreneurs Mitch no we're not I'm not using fitnesspreneurs <laughs> I'm not using that word but yeah it's true it's a uh, it's a bit of a bigger role than I think most people when they first start off anyway believe. Come and run a mile in our specially designed running shoes. You can't run a mile. What are you talking about? No, we'll see about that. Yes. So yeah, I I guess we should probably give some actionable tips then for people. Should that, we? Well, maybe not. Then. People just leave it there. people see just ya. listen to this, re-record it themselves. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, on the new podcast, mostly the fitness tip. Yeah. So. <laughs> That's the rip-off version of our show, yeah. (laughs) Mostly the tip. More than the tip. All of the tip. Okay. So... (laughs) (laughs) The whole... I mean... Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. What what advice would you have for someone then who is... Let's say someone's got a long fitness journey ahead of them. So, let's say someone wants to put on muscle. They're just starting off strength training. They've got a long road ahead of them. What would be your advice for someone getting started with navigating kind of the fitness industry as a whole i know it's quite a vague question there but steroids <laughs> <laughs> no um so as I, as i said earlier i think it's having a wide range of sources mm-hmm. so whether that be um purely information mm-hmm. or whether that be motivation inspiration or whether that be from a creative standpoint i think and i think this is true across the board with any information it's good to get people who um who reinforce what you believe but then also people who uh disagree mm. um because it helps you stay 
well-rounded. Um, I think it's also, I think it's really interesting to consume content or speak with people or um, do workouts or things that you're not used to or that you maybe wouldn't normally mm-hmm. see yourself doing or consuming because you never know what you can get from these things. I think even if it reinforces inadvertently reinforces what you believe so for example let's just say you hate crossfit and you go to a crossfit class at least you can say firsthand i did crossfit and i can say without a doubt it's rubbish right <laughs> rather than just dismissing it like me every week uh with no experience of it so no but in all honesty i also i'm a big thing i talk about this a lot on my instagram at jason pro unicyclist that's my one plug per week. Um, I always I talk about um, kind of what the hell was that? Sorry, my laptop's buzzing away. <laughs> Sending fake messages to himself to seem popular again. <laughs> no, I always go on about uh, variety and uh, like a lack of specificity in terms of training. And apart from just giving you a, a wider experience of fitness of your body of of how you move and, and how it affects you it just keeps things more interesting as well and i think the only way you know that if you like or dislike or if something is right or wrong for you is to actually do it um so yeah i would just say get a lot of information from a variety of different sources which is obviously going to increase the chance of it being correct yeah. but also just to keep you interested and just keep you varied what would your advice be yeah, no, I think that's good advice there, mate. And I, I, but I would also say try and find uh, people that cut through the bullshit too. Um, so, like, there's a few. Did you just swear? I did. Sorry, mate. That means I get one next week. <laughs> okay, okay. I think I said that word earlier. We didn't catch it. You, you also said it in the last episode. Oh, there we go. Potty mouth. Yeah. So, like, there's a few few people within the industry that I really trust and look up to. Um, me. So we sh- apart from you, you're number one. Yeah, you always look up to me. Um, so I would recommend following um, these guys. I'll drop their names here, and you can find them on social media. So the first guy is Alan Aragon. Um, so he's from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Did I make that joke last time? <laughs> I think you might. Take a mile. It's not got worse though. Recycling my content. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Alan Aragon um, is, a, is kind of one of the leading uh, research guys um, in nutrition, um, alongside Brad Schoenfeld. So Alan Aragon... And is it not Brad, Schoenfeld? No, it's Schoenfeld. Um, Schoen, Schoen. In regards to kind of nutrition, those are two of the guys that I trust the most. Uh, so shut up, please. <laughs> so Alan Aragon actually has a research, uh, a monthly research review thing that he releases. I think it's like $10 a month. Um, it's called AARR, so Alan Aragon Research Review. Yeah, it is that. Okay. Well done, mate. Thank you. That, <laughs> that was a lot harder than it should have been. Um, and yeah, I would recommend subscribing to that because you get all the backlog of all the issues. And he just like critically analyzes research papers, but in like a really sensible way as well. There's no bias there. If he gets proved wrong, he's happy to admit it. And I feel that that's what a good professional should be. Yeah, but he's got a lot of experience working with hobbits and elves as well. So. <laughs> Lots of different body shapes. <laughs> And he, so also Brad Schoenfeld, on the other hand, he's actually coming to Edinburgh soon. So he's coming to do a talk at Edinburgh Uni and uh, lifting. Get him on the pod. Well, I'm not here. So I'm mm. it's Emma's 30th, uh, my wife's 30th. So we're actually not going to be in Edinburgh, which is heartbreaking. Uh, and he's doing like a lifting seminar. <laughs> heartbreaking. I've got to be at my well. wife's birthday. Yeah, yeah. So he's doing a lifting seminar. But yeah, those two guys. I'm going to go. 
Um, a great a guy called Lane Norton as well. You um, almost gone about Lane Norton. He's good. Graham um, he's... Norton's brother. <laughs> I might ban Jason from this part of the episode. Uh, we. <laughs> They couldn't be further apart from each other if they tried. What are you trying to say? Uh, Lane is a very kind of... He doesn't have a beard. (laughs) (laughs) Fairly aggressive. Uh, Or uh, maybe not aggressive. That might be the wrong word. Uh, He's just very direct. You obviously didn't hear Graham Norton on Eurovision Um, when he used to do the voiceover. (laughs) He did to shut up. Uh, yeah, so just like finding a few people in the industry that you really trust, you can look up to, and um, you can kind of trust that they're going to give you an accurate message that is fairly balanced. So as well as kind of having a nice diverse range of people that you follow, also having a few that you kind of really trust and you go to for their information. You know, what? I'm going to shout out an account that I follow uh, yeah, and that I really, really like. It's quite specific in that, uh, I've mentioned it before, it's predominantly about uh, strength training. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're not into strength training, you may not find it as useful. Um, as anabolic steroids are us on Instagram. I looked for that handle, but it's already taken. Um, <laughs> this is a uh, great it, for a podcast. He's called, okay. it, so there's a lot of underscores in here, but it's the mindful mover. There's an underscore between the and mindful and mindful and mover. Um, really good. I think, uh, because he, he's he really talks about efficiency and he talks about um not overtraining using the time that you have wisely um he even goes as far as to break down what he thinks are the four movements that you can do to build strength uh across your whole body which if you think about it is a is an amazing concept in itself but he does a lot of debunking where he'll say things like how useful is this movement you know should you really be doing it if this is what your your goals are um so shout out at the mindful mover um for anybody go check him out for anyone that's interested in strength training um specifically calisthenics but he does he does like kind of squats and all those other things yeah, and when you... There's other exercises. That sounds like a noob there, right? Yeah, but no, I find if you do find those kind of core people that you really like and trust, then the great thing about social media is you can just drop them a message and be like, oh, I've heard this, what are your thoughts? And they'll happily get back to you. Um, so yeah, that would be one of my top pieces of advice there. Mm-hmm. And then also just accepting the fact that whatever your goal is when it comes to fitness is it's going to take way longer than you want it to yeah um so if you think that you're going to get jacked within a few months um it's time to get real it's going to take you years as Um, cliche as it sounds it's about the journey not the destination right it it really is Yeah. yeah so i think we all get sucked into that cycle when we first start especially when you're looking to improve physique is it can take such a long period of time that you're never going to be satisfied. So you need to realize that from the start. Yeah. No matter how big you get lifting weights, especially naturally, um, you're never going to be fully satisfied. So if your only joy of lifting weights is thinking like, oh, I want to get to this point, um, you are just going to be very disappointed, which is why I started doing other kind of endurance events on the side, just because it's just something else that is enjoyable. and It's more quantifiable, isn't it? Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I, I've mentioned this before, like, I think if you have a physique goal, you, when you achieve that physique goal, because you're there, right there and then, and this is your physique currently, now what you're doing is you're always looking upwards. You're always looking, how can this be better? Now, if you happen to go backwards, let's say, you look at that picture of yourself, you go, my God, 
mm-hmm. I looked amazing or I looked great or I would kill yeah. for that now. At the time, you didn't. I think it's it's yeah. context, isn't it? And I think it, it's I think it's what makes human beings so ambitious is that we're always looking upwards. But at the same time, it's really, really easy to feel total discontent, mm-hmm. you know? And so, yeah, I think if you look at it as less as a destination and more of a journey, you can hit that goal and then go, right, this is just uh, one stop off on the way, as opposed to mm-hmm. I've done it. Um, and I guess fitness goals are a little bit, uh, lend themselves a little bit better to that than just physique goals. They do, unless you have like a, a goal of standing on stage in your pants and being yeah. judged by someone else, then it's quite hard to actually have a goal. Sounds like a good stand. Saturday night to me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, get your pants out, Jason. Yeah, I just, yeah, unless you want to go into that physique competing, then lifting weights and looking getting bigger although it's great like it's what i lift weights for and there still needs to be something more if that's your only reason for lifting weights is getting big then i feel like you're only going to be disappointed in the long run yeah agreed agreed cool anything else you want to add mate at all or i think that pretty much summarizes our thoughts i think i already feel like i've said way more than i ever thought i could on that vague outline you gave us (laughs) at the start (laughs) see i like to challenge you jason it's good speaking of a challenge oh god we usually end with a with a hip hop quote, don't we? Yeah. And uh, I've taken up the idea that rather than doing appropriate research to find adequate quotes, mm-hmm. I'll just make one up. Wow. Okay. So this week, part two, I did a we did a JoJo's podcast, didn't we? Yeah. Don't know when that's going to come out. Probably before our Inspired Edinburgh one. <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> But I did, I did, I did one for that, didn't I? I did a, I did a little rap on George's podcast. So check that out uh, whenever it comes out. Definitely before it's by Edinburgh. Anyway, uh, so this week, uh, technically part three of my uh, of my hip hop journey, but part two for the tip. And uh, as regular tippers know, I like to be inspired by classic hip hop tunes. So this week. <laughs> This week I've done it to the tune of In the Club by 50 Cent. Wow, okay. Are you ready? No. I'm going, <laughs> I'm going, I'm going a cappella again. Okay, because we'll get taken down. Here we go. <laughs> go, 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 Michael. It's the pod day. We're going party like it's no shirts day. We're going to sip vinegar like no experts say. And you know, we don't give a F. It doesn't work. Hey, you can find me on the pod. Bottles have been bought. Look, mommy, I got a cleanse. All the haters say is flawed. I'm into making gains, trying to get a chest that's broad. So come get fit with Mitch for only 20 quid. You can listen to the tip. Tiny muscles getting ripped. Stay away from machines called Mr. or Mrs. Smith. Only wear gloves in the garden. Never when I lift. Avoid the power plates if you need somewhere to sit. T unit. Also, they give you cancer. <laughs> Should have taken a big deep breath Dude, before that. that was, yeah, that's a lot of words cramming. Lyrical genius. I I love it. Thank you so much Thanks. for the effort, there, mate. Appreciate it. Fifty pence right here. <laughs> so that was episode twenty-eight of Just the Fitness Tip with Michael Ujoa. I think it's twenty-eight. Is it twenty? Yeah, it's twenty-eight. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, mate. Um, with Mike Ujoa and Jason Auld, uh, Edinburgh's number one fitness podcast. If you enjoy, enjoyed this episode, uh, please leave us a review, share us on social media. Anything that makes us very happy would be great. And we'll see you all again next week. We'll even take one-star reviews. So keep on tipping. <laughs> no, no, we won't. We won't. Don't do that. Just give us feedback. Keep on tipping. <laughs>